Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody, and good Chodesh, everybody. Today being Rosh Chodesh Menachim Av. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two parshios of Matos and Masay. We finally come together with Eretz Yisrael this Shabbos. They having read Pashos Matos last week and we are reading tomorrow. They are reading Masay tomorrow. We read the two parshios of Matos and Masay and both of us will be reading Devarim on Shabbos Chazon. According to the Chinuch, there are eight mitzvos between the two parshios. Parshas Matos contains one positive and one restriction, and Parshas Masay contains two positive and four restrictions. Before I share a thought on the parsha, it's only right that we review a little bit. Unfortunately, again, the laws of the nine days that began last night with Rosh Chodesh at sunset last night, Rosh Chodesh Menachim Av. And just to give a little bit of background to these halachos, I think I would strongly recommend that you look in the Gemara of Basra, Samoch Amid Beis 60b, where you're going to find the following. The Gemara teaches on the third of the wide lines in the Gemara, and it teaches the following. Torah Rabbanon, the rabbis taught, Kishachorav Habayis B'Shniyah, when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed the second time, Rabu Prushim B'Yisrael, there were many Jews who were ascetics, and they said, wait a second, let's not eat, and I translate for the sake of time, let's not eat meat and not drink wine. Now, the reason for that being to show and express our mourning for the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. So Rabbi Yoshua tried to dissuade them, and he asked them, Bonai, my children, Mipneima, what's the reason that you're not going to eat meat or drink wine? So they said to him, my goodness, how can we? After all, meat was offered on the Mizbeach every day as part of the Korbanos. And now that we have no more Korbanos, is it right that we should enjoy meat while the Mizbeach is deprived of it? Can we drink wine when they used to pour wine on the Mizbeach? And their response was, certainly not. Rabbi Yeshua responded to them and said, well, if that's the case, lechem lo nochal. You shouldn't eat bread either, because after all, but lo 
the meal offerings that were brought on the Mizbeach are likewise no more. So they responded, the Prussian, they said, okay, we won't eat bread. We can live on fruit. But Rabbi Yeshua said to them, wait a minute, you shouldn't be able to eat fruit either because we no longer have the mitzvah of Bikurim bringing to the Beis Hamikdash the first fruits. So they said, okay, we will bring and eat other fruit that are not considered among the Zion Minim of Nishtabcha Eretz Yisrael. So Rabbi Rabbi Yoshua put the argument to rest by saying to them, well, if the criteria is to desist from that which there was in the Beis Hamikdash, Mayim Lo Nishteh, then let's not drink water either, because after all, Botel Niso Chamayim, the pouring of the water that was done specifically during Sukkos has also stopped and therefore they realized that they could not make such legislation so therefore what did Rabbi Yoshua say to them and this is so important for us in terms of a mindset as we approach the nine days he said to them, Shalolis Abel Kol Ikar Efshar. Not to mourn is impossible. Why? Shakfar Nigzara Our rabbis have decreed that we are to mourn. However, Lis Abel Yoser Midai Efshar. To mourn excessively is also impossible. Why? Shengoz Ringzira Alat Sibur. We don't impose a decree upon the populace if the majority of the people cannot comply with it. And therefore, what should we do? When a person plasters his house, he should leave over by the entranceway an area reminding him that there we're missing. We can't completely beautify our homes without the home of the Beis Hamikdash, And so it is that we should leave over something when we set the table. A woman should not be completely adorned in her jewelry. And he brings the Pasuk of Imesh Kocheich Yerushalayim Tishkach Yemini the Pasuk from Tilim 137 and Imlo If I do not put Yerushalayim above my highest joy. And what is that? That says the Gemara refers to Efer Makle Shebarosh Chasanim. My friends, when we had a Beis HaMikdash, the Chosan wore a crown on his head. Now that we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, the strong Minog Yisrael is that in the place 
where we normally would put the tefillin shel rosh, we put instead of pe'er, which is a crown, we put afer, we put ash as a sign and a remembrance to us that unfortunately we do not have the base hamigdash. With this as background, that we have to have some observance, the rabbis said to us that for the period of nine days, we can have certain restrictions. And so, we do not eat meat or poultry or drink wine or grape juice during the nine days, which began last night, which is in effect today, the first day of the month of Av, today being Rosh Chodesh Av, and it goes through Tisha Av. We don't <coughs> eat meat, poultry, drink wine or grape juice during this time. And the restriction includes food made from meat, like soups, even if no, no meat is actually present, and it applies as well to foods in which wine or grapes was diluted. Food cooked in a utensil normally used for meat may be eaten. Beer, whiskey, other liquors not containing wine can be consumed during this period. Now, interestingly, children over the age of six, it's best to have them abstain, if possible, from meat, fowl, wine, and grape juice during the nine days. Now, this is not because of Avelos. Number one, Loalenu and Avel, one who is a mourner, is permitted to have meat and drink wine during Shiva. And second of all, the children are not included in Avelos. But this restriction of eating meat and drinking wine is not Avelos, but rather it is Chinuch, teaching our children that there is to be a zecher l'churban, that we are to remember the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, that we are significantly <coughs> lacking the Beis Hamikdash. We feel it, and in that regard, we want our children to feel it as well. Now, meat and wine may be consumed as usual tonight, Shabbos, this Shabbos, and next Shabbos, which happens to be the ninth of Av, and we don't fast next Shabbos, but rather on the 10th of Av. It's a nidche, and we'll talk about that, please God, next Friday. By the way, if one is ill and they have to eat meat, preferably we should serve them poultry first, and if not, you can give them meat. Now, interestingly, after Shabbos, one may not eat 
the leftovers from Shabbos after Shabbos, when Shabbos is over. And interestingly, if a person takes in Shabbos early tonight, then once they take in Shabbos, they can eat meat, drink wine as soon as they take Shabbos in. And (coughs) if one was having meat and wine for their Shalosh Su'udos, if that is extended into and beyond Shabbos, as long as they are in the Shabbos mode, having a Su'udash Lishit, they can have meat and uh, wine. If one completes a portion of learning, a Gemara, a Seder of Mishnayis, not a Perik, not a Mesechta, but a Seder of Mishnayis, if one completes a portion of learning, they've been learning regularly, and it turns out that the learning is completed during the nine days, they may make a seum, and at which time the participants, not only of the learning, but whoever is invited, may partake of the meat and wine during that meal. But one should most preferably not learn specifically to make a seum, and most preferably one should not delay the completion of their learning in order to be able to make a seum. Meat and wine may be served at a meal, a sudas mitzvah, in honor of a bris and a pigeon haben. Swimming is prohibited during the nine days. However, children under boys under bar and girls under bas mitzvah may go swimming if it is exceedingly hot during the nine days. And (coughs) one who goes to the mikvah regularly, a gentleman can do so Erev Shabbos during the nine days if he goes every Erev Shabbos. And today, Loshchodesh Av, one can bathe or shower for Shabbos in the usual way. One may cut nails during the nine days, preferably today, Erev Shabbos, and next week again in honor of Shabbos. During the nine days, one should not shine shoes except for Shabbos. And except for children's clothing, clothes are not to be washed or dry cleaned during the nine days, even if they will not be worn until after this period. One should not iron or press clothes during the nine days. And on Shabbos, tonight, tomorrow, during the nine days, and according to most, even Shabbos Chazon, one could wear regular Shabbos clothes. Next Shabbos, 
not your best, but certainly not your weekday clothes. You can and should wear Shabbos clothes. New clothes should not be worn even on Shabbos. When a bris is done during the nine days, the moyel, the sandik, the father, the mother, and grandparents, okay, as well as the women bringing the baby into the room when the circumcision is to be performed, these persons can wear Shabbos clothes, as well as parents, grandparents, and the Kohen can wear Shabbos clothes during a Pijon Haben. New clothes may not be bought or worn during the nine days, and they may not be bought even if they're not going to be worn until after the ninth of Av. If there is an unusual sale, speak to your local Orthodox Rav. One may buy shoes for the ninth of Av during the nine days, but that's it. One may not sew or fix clothes during the nine days, and except for Erev Shabbos, right, house cleaning should not be done during these nine days. And you should not put down linoleum, carpet, tiles during the nine days. However, if you're renting an apartment or bought a house, if the occupancy will not occur until after Tisha B'Av, then work can be done in the apartment. Furniture, expensive utensils should not be bought during the nine days, even if no bracha of Shechianu need be recited. And needless to say, ideally buying things for the chassan and kala for after the wedding again should be avoided during the nine days, if at all possible. A car for business, if need be, can be bought during the nine days, but the brach of Shechianu or right should not be recited until after Tisha B'Av. Okay? And it is inappropriate to give gifts during the nine days. It's preferable not to go on a pleasure journey during the nine days, and elective surgery should not be done during the nine days, even if it's only minor or plastic surgery. Interestingly, the, bl- the bracha of a gomel may be recited during the nine days. I just want to share with you one very quick uh, idea from the parsha, and that is as follows. In the second parsha of Masay, the Torah lists the 42 stops that we had in our travels in the desert. And there, if you take a look in chapter 33, (coughs) Pasuk 38, the Torah tells us that Aaron went up to Hor Hor at the word of Hashem, died there in the 40th year after the children of Israel left Egypt, 
in the fifth month, which is the month of Av, Torah doesn't say Av, the Torah says fifth month, on the first of the month, which is today. Now, interestingly, this is the only yard site mentioned in the Torah. Why is it mentioned, and why is it mentioned here? If the Torah wants to mention it, why not mention it back in Parshas Chukas, where the Torah describes the death of Aaron? And one answer that I would like to suggest that our rabbis tell us is that nothing is quote-unquote coincidental. We read Parshas Masay annually, just around this time, on Rosh Chodesh, right before, right after, etc., but certainly right around this time. And basically, the Torah is telling us, ouch, why is this time a time of mourning? Because Aaron HaKohen died. Aaron, as we're told in the first Perik of Pirkei Avos, he symbolized Ohev Shalom, Rodev Shalom. He loved peace. He pursued peace. He told white lies from one to another. Ruvain and Shimon had a quarrel. Aaron took it upon himself to go to Ruvain and tell that white lie and say, I want you to know your friend Shimon feels bad and he really wants to renew the friendship. And he went to Shimon and he said, your friend Ruvain, now that might not have been true, but once each one heard from Aaron that the other wanted to renew the friendship, they come to each other and the friendship is renewed. This is what Aaron stood for, to go out of his way to bring shalom between people. Oheves habrios, mekarvones la Torah. He loved all individuals and brought them close to Torah. That, my friend, is what we need, especially at this time. Each person should take it upon himself. It's very easy to say, I love all Jews. And what does that mean? Whoever is like me whoever is in my circle, whoever is in my group. But that's not what we're saying. Remember, there were 12 tribes because each tribe was different. Yaakov recognized this and he saw each one as an individual. Forgive me, the size and the style of the keeper or the hat, that beautiful expression. Ein ha-kova kovea. It's the emphasis on the wrong syllable if you put the emphasis on the hat. A hat is very important if that's what you need and that's what you use with your davening and your identification. But there are others that daven and feel strongly connected without the hat. And our love has to be the same with a hat or without a hat. And forgive me, with a yarmulke or without a yarmulke, we have to love all Jews. And that's what we have to truly, not simply mouth the word, but truly take to heart at this time. And we hope that that is going to be one very significant step towards our future Geula. Shabbat Shalom to all.